Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Winner's Circle. I am Derek Lavasser. And I'm Cody Calafuri. And in a few short minutes, we're going to be hearing from the 8th Evicted House guest, Sarah Beth. Yeah. Um, as you guys probably already know, if you watched last week's episode, going forward, it's going to be a little different with these with these house guests because they don't want to influence the jury. So in order to not do that, they have us send in our questions ahead of time. Big Brother does. Mm-hmm. And they, they read the questions to the house guests. And the reason they do that is... You know, even just our inflections, the tones in our voice, the facial expressions, if we were asking the question, um, these house guests who just got evicted, they're still on very high alert. They were just playing a game like Big Brother. So they're looking for little things, little indications of how you feel about them. Right. And they don't want them to be influenced by the way they they vote at the end of the season um, by a simple interview. So for the sake of the game, which we both agree with, we have to send the questions in ahead of time and then we're able to react to her answers after they send them. Yeah. And so I'll say this, you know, just picking up a little bit about her demeanor. I, I I grabbed something right now that's not showing it, but she seemed a little sad, right? Like she seemed a little sad. I mean, I know she had a rough week this week, but I don't know. When you get out of the house, almost it feels like a breath of fresh air sometimes, but she seemed a little bit down. Well, I, I will say this, and, and this sounds like it's us bragging or me bragging on us, but we're very fortunate because yeah, we've right. never had, we're both competitive people. Um, even the first time we both walked out of that house with money on mm-hmm. finale night, the second time you won. So we haven't experienced what it's like to go through the whole recruitment process or the application process, play the game as hard as you can and right. basically come home with nothing mm-hmm. other than the experience. I'm sure it's a very demoralizing thing. I also think with Sarah Beth, there might be an aspect to it because she said it multiple times on the feeds where she's under the impression that America uh, does not like her because of the BB right. bucks and how, oh, how she's yeah, always yeah, got yeah. the minimum amount. Right. So, you know, she's going to have to figure this out on her own, but it's not necessarily that they dislike her. It might also be that it's like others more, you know? Right. And, and unfortunately when you go on a show like this, this is the risk you run. And, and it's something that only big brother can do. Right. Cause I think we all think we're good people and that we're charismatic and people like us. Yeah. Big brother will check you real quick and let you yeah. know what people really think of you. Yeah. Um, in- including yourself. When you watch it back, there are things that I watch back on my oh, season yeah, where I'm like, yeah, yeah. why did I do that? That's weird. But do you think that could be an aspect of it where she's like out of the game now? And she also is under the impression that America is not a fan of her. I think that's a great point. I wasn't even thinking of that. You know, the whole aspect of the BB box, she had mentioned it to Kylan this week. Um, and then you go home. I think that that definitely all like is weighing very heavily on her. I, I think that's a great point. And I got to be honest, this game is very brutal mentally. We were so fortunate. I think we almost can take it for granted. But me, I kind of got that gut check with Paulie because Paulie came off and was not right. You know Good what point. I mean? Good point. And so we came off both times. And the first time I came off and I was not right either because I wasn't really prepared for it. The second time I was definitely a lot better, but still we went to the end of the game each time. And so I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's really tough on these house guests. And especially when she was getting 50 BB bucks and not, you know, getting anything that all weighs on you heavily. Everything weighs on you heavily. And I think with that being said about how maybe she thinks America views her, it's tough. But what I do agree with that you said is it's not necessarily that they may dislike her. It's probably that there's just, you know, the cookout alliance that everybody's behind, players in the cookout alliance that they want to see win. And so it's not necessarily a reflection on her. It's more so 
there's other house guests that, that people are really, really behind. There was like Derek X, Tiffany, a lot of people are behind, Xavier. So I think that definitely is it. Yeah, I, I mean, think listen, a good point. Yeah, it's part of the game. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I think Sarah was kind of justifying her actions in the house because she would say like, sorry, America, I'm yeah. sending Derek X home. So she was like, hey, America can hate me all they want. I'm going to win this game. Yeah. So when you don't win... It's like, well, now I didn't win and America doesn't like me. That kind of sucks. So yeah. it's interesting. But, you you know, she did give some very enlightening answers. And, you know, it's, I, I think it's good for you guys to hear from her. As we always do, we ask the s- same question so that each house guest every week, you're getting more insight into how the game has evolved since the last evicted house guest. And we're keeping it basically consistent as far as the questioning. So mm-hmm. you can compare one interview to the other. Yeah. And so this is just the start of the interview when she is told, you know, she's going to be interviewing for the winner's circle uh, with Derek and myself. Hi, Derek and Cody. I can't believe you guys watched me on a season of Big Brother. You are both legends and I'm honored to be answering your questions. You know what? She's now the second or has every single one of them said that Derek X did not. I can't believe that they don't think that people are like past house guests are watching the show. Like it's past house guests are very involved in the show. Listen, I was dumbfounded. I remember being in the hotel the night after I got, you know, out of the house Mm -hmm. and Jenna had my, you know, was, was had her phone on her and she was like, yeah. Um, so I was a huge fan of Frank Udy. He was like yeah. one of my favorite players. I actually made a shirt that said Frank Udy is my homeboy in the neon green shirt like he did on his season. But he yeah. put Julie Chet as my homegirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. didn't let it come into the house. But that said, I was a huge fan of him. And Jana wasn't a fan of Big Brother, but she knew who Frank Udy was. Right. And she's like, oh, Frank Udy's a huge fan of yours. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Who? Yeah. She's like, yeah. Uh, she's like Frank Udy reached out. I actually sent him a Derek BB16 shirt. And I was like... That's unbelievable. She's like, oh yeah. yeah, he was talking to me, saying heads up. She's like, and actually, there's the other guy too that he call he he calls me all the time. Um, you might know him, Mike Boogie. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was yeah. like, you 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 talked to Mike Boogie like yeah. through like the phone. And she's like, yeah, 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 like he's a normal dude. She's like, look, yeah. he sent me a picture, and it was yeah. him in the basketball court behind the Big Brother house wearing a BB-16, a Derek BB-16 shirt with the Big Brother house behind it. She's like, yeah, he sent me this the other day. He was going for a run. I was like, that's wild. Yeah. And so I completely see where they're coming from, where you watch the show and to Big Brother fans, the players that play before you, they are like celebrities. So to think that they're, you know, watching you now, it's a, it's a, it's a whirlwind. This is true. That's a really good point. I felt the same way when we went and met Boogie and he was all like hyped up. I was like, whoa. Mike Boogie. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what, a good point. Was there anybody that you met? I think I know who. Is there anybody that you heard of or met after the show that you were like, I can't believe you were like a fan of mine or you were watching? Oh, for me. Jeff Schroeder. I was super hyped up about it. I was like, yo, I, I was super hyped up when I met him. And I didn't think he thought I would know about the show. I think he just saw me as, you know, the jock guy, you know, that was on the show, probably just going to be stupid. And then I had the interview with him and we were like going back and forth. And he goes, bro, I love this guy. And then a little fun fact, I heard him come out of his interview. I was in the next room. I heard him come out of his room and go to take a walk. And he goes, I love that kid, Cody. I love that kid, Cody. And I was sitting there. I was like, oh, my God. So pumped, right? He just said that about me. He doesn't know I hear him, but he it, was, uh, it was definitely Jeff. Yeah, I, I love Jeff. He, uh, he, he burned me, though, after the finale. The, he like, the gave me like a Band-Aid 20- at 16. 
16. He gave me like a Band-Aid and was like, because, you know, I had a feeling you were going to lose. And he goes, so I got you this Band-Aid because, you know, it's like, uh, you know, a bruise or, or painful. I was like, how? And then he got me like this little dinosaur. I was like, damn, oh dude, kind of did me dirty. No, it it, dude, he, he, he's great. And it was, that was my first kind of like experience with like, he came around the corner to interview us before the show. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. Jeff Schroeder. That's like, yeah. He looks even better in person. Like, I know. So but uh, anyways, that was good. Yeah. But no, we appreciate it always. And I never, it, I never get used to it to hear these people who we just watched. Yeah. Who we become fans of now mm-hmm. are saying these things about us. So we do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So that'll bring us to our first question. And as you guys know, if you guys are tuning in every single week, this question is, what were your expectations for going into the big brother house? And now that you've been in there, were those expectations met or were they different? And how so? So let's hear what Sarah Beth had to say. Um, I definitely had the expectation this season that it would go like some of the other seasons have and that there would be a very obvious alliance that was consistently winning competitions. And I definitely thought, okay, I just have to go into this house and try to get into that alliance and then maybe I can stay under the radar. Um, but once I got in the house, it that I I didn't feel like that was happening and it became a very different and much harder game um, because it was so different from what I was expecting. What do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, we've kind of hit on it all season. Like there's usually like the bomb squad or like this bigger Mm -hmm. alliance where you, you can immediately identify who's working with who. And we've talked about this being in the backyard, but that's what makes the cookout. So one of the best alliances of all time, because Mm -hmm. not only are they getting to the end, but they're doing it without anybody in the house noticing. And it. she kind of goes deeper into this duo, uh, the duo thing a little bit later in this interview, which so yep. I won't hit on it too much right now. But the cookout really did a great job of communicating with each other independently, having trust there because of this, this bigger reason why they were doing yeah. this and being able to kind of navigate the game without ever having a group discussion. They were never really caught together, right. which didn't allow anybody else to identify that they were working together. Um, what'd you think about it? Um, I, I thought it was, uh, I, I think she, she kind of hit it the nail on the head. You know, I thought I was going to be a part of this big alliance. And if you're a big brother contestant, you have to always be trying to figure out because I promise you it'll happen every single season. There will always be an alliance that's working together. And there's always going to be an alliance that has influence on the HOHs or is winning the HOHs. And if you are not included in something that is at minimum four, I mean, maximum, if it goes any more than six, you're most likely going to be in the alliance that blows up. Um, but if you're not in something that's a minimum four where you see every week we're the ones that are kind of communicating to one another, I'm involved in the person going home, you need to start paying a lot closer attention to what is going on and who's in the house. Because if you're not in that, you are definitely on the outs. And she, you know, she had a relationship with Tiffany and Claire and she had a relationship with Kylan, but she was never in that one other than the Royal Flush, which fell apart, you Early. know, in the fourth week. So, yep. Yeah, no, it's a great point. And so she's not wrong. And and again, for all future house guests, if you're in there, know that there's probably a big alliance and it's probably the majority or close to it because that's what the new, that's the new methodology is to yeah. develop an alliance that's big enough where with one or two people gone, they control the vote. And yep. so that's been going on since probably 16, we started doing it, you know, yeah. having that big alliance. Yeah. So, and that kind of segues into our next question. So again, we always keep them consistent. The next question was, now that you've played, 
what advice would you give to future house guests? And Sarah Beth takes it a little further and actually gives herself some advice if she could go back and play. This was an interesting yeah. response. Yeah. I think for me, uh, a place that I really failed was continually strengthening the connections that I had made in the house by talking to them every single day, making them feel comfortable and safe with me. And that would be advice that I wish I could go back and tell myself (laughs) um, from the past and that I would definitely give to future house guests. Yeah, I, I I like I like that answer, and it's the truth, man. It's the truth. If you are not at least touching base each week, and you have to do it organically, it can't be. It can't seem like oh look here here comes here comes Sarah Beth trying to check in again when it's like you're not really building trust with people, and that's where you said something in our. Uh, in our episode nine this week, which if you guys haven't listened, be sure to check out episode nine. It's making conversations personal. And so you're not just checking in on game because then it's like, oh, here we go. Here comes a phony conversation that we're going to not really tell each other anything. You build it based off personal relationships and then it goes into game and then you really just grow it from there into something that's really unbreakable. And so I, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was, you know, very valid and, and she's aware of it. What I did when I was in there is I kind of created this visual in my head. And if you want to picture it, picture it being like a graph with like colored bars on it. And I, in my head, I had every house guest and, a, and under each house guest, I would put the bar as high as I thought, like how much time I've put into each person. I would make the bar mm-hmm. higher based on how much time I've invested. Yeah. And if I felt like I hadn't spoken to Jocasta or Donnie or uh, Joey in the beginning a lot, I would make a conscious effort the next day to only spend time with them. Because I knew I had I had stuff saved up in the banks on the other people where I could let it get down a little bit further. Yeah. The other thing to do was to always, and you kind of just hit on it a little bit, you don't want to lose touch with someone for even a week. Because right. coming to them the following week and trying to speak to them, they're going to view it as just something you're doing for game. Mm-hmm. But if you're consistently, and it's a lot of work in there, guys, but it should be a lot of work. You're in there 24 hours. Yeah. Use it to your advantage. Don't be sunbathing. Don't be out there, you know, drinking. Don't be out there sleeping. A lot be of work money, in it. There's, it's a lot of money. So what I would do is spend my time constantly moving around the house, spending time with every single person every single day so that me coming up to them and starting a personal conversation didn't appear to be disingenuous because mm-hmm. if I hadn't spoken to them in a week and all of a sudden I'm asking about how they're feeling, they're yeah. going to feel like there's an ulterior motive. So that was something that I did. I think that's kind of what Sarah Beth is hitting on right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And so, you know, that's that's something that if you guys are listening, that is a great point and something that you really need to be aware of. And it's how far you're willing to go because winning this game is constant work and going to the end of this game and having confidence when you're in those final twos to win the game, you're going to know all season long whether or not you you have something or any weight in in those final two chairs. And I got to tell you, like in, in my first season, I was like, you know what? I want to get to the final two. And then I was sitting there. I was like, well, how am I going to answer these questions? And how am I going to make it actually be me, like all me in this answer? And, you know, obviously my answers, I struggled in those final two seats. And so if you're not doing all those things leading up to it, you probably have some relationships where if you say something and you're in the final two, they may kind of like look at you like, well, no, you didn't. Or like, well, I don't believe that. But if you're like constantly checking in with people and you're constantly having conversations and all of a sudden they're going out the door and you're staying and then you have another conversation and then they meet up in the jury house and they talk about it, it slowly starts to form into 
who's the person that's kind of taking care of a lot of stuff. And that's where you'll end up being at the end of the game and winning. You know, obviously that's, that's more extensive, but if we're going on the show, what are we going on to do? Going on? It's a business trip. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, brings us to question number three. And this question is, if you had one HOH this week, which I think I'm going to start switching this question up to the house guests. It's if you had one HOH this week, which two house guests would you have nominated and why? I think I'm going to say, because this one is kind of tough because she was literally the HOH the week before. You know what I mean? And so she's the HOH the week before. And so now I'm hitting her with, well, who would you have nominated? So I, I think I might switch this one up. But anyways, it was, if you had one HOH this week, what two house guests would you have nominated and why? It's so hard to go back in time and even think like, what was my mindset? Um, but if I had been able to be HOH this week, I think I would have, um, well, if I had been the original HOH, I probably would have nominated um, Tiffany and Claire. I think Tiffany would have been my target, so I might not have nominated Claire because I think Claire would have gone home sitting next to Tiffany, um, but it would have been somewhere around that. If I had won the secret HOH, my plan was to nominate Aza and Alyssa with the expectation of Alyssa or Xavier going home. What do you think about that? This is kind of what I was alluding to a little while ago. I don't take a lot from what she said because like like you had just mentioned, she was already HOH and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where she wouldn't have had much power. But let's look at what she just said here. Yep. I would have nominated Tiffany and Claire or I would have nominated Aza and Alyssa if she was a secret HOH. Mm-hmm. The plan that they cook out had put into effect weeks ago where they wanted to give the appearance mm-hmm. to the remaining house guests outside the cookout that they were all in duos so that if they were ever nominated, they would most likely be put up against their duo. Mm-hmm. We just saw it with Kyland and Sarah Beth. Right. We've seen it in previous weeks. And now Sarah Beth, who's outside the cookout, was going to nominate Tiffany against Claire because mm-hmm. she wanted Tiffany to go home. Right. Not knowing that that's exactly what the cookout wants you to yeah, do. But did you hear what she said right after that? She well, goes, she said she might not put Claire up because she thinks Claire would go home over Tiffany. Right? Yeah. So- but- I think they would have coerced her. I think they would have been like, no, I think we yeah. can get Claire out. And then they would have flipped it on her. They would have exposed themselves. Yeah. But my point is like, this is the genius of the cookout. Mm-hmm. And you have to give Tiffany a lot of credit for this duo yeah. um, thing. Although there was some controversy on Twitter because Matt Hoffman from the brigade said he was the one who created that uh, that strategy. Well, listen, this I, I was saying it and I don't want to like make it seem like I'm discrediting in the slightest bit, but. We said it on 22 as well. We were like, we want to link up with people outside of our alliance. That's ultimately what you always want to do. You always have somebody outside of the alliance that you're okay with going up next to. And ultimately, you never want people to know who your closest allies are. So that's, I mean, it was a great play by Tiffany, but it was implemented incredibly by the entire alliance. Well, it was incredibly, it was, it was, um, Tiffany did a great job. Kylan did a great job. Xavier did a great job. And Hannah did a great job. Because Derek F. and Aza are essentially, they had Brittany. And then once Brittany went, you know, it was, who who were their person? Who's their person that they're, that they're next to? And so I felt like those four, because Aza, Brittany, and Derek F. were just in the Jokers team together. And were just kind of like, honestly, outcasts after Frenchie went. But it was those other four that really kind of, set the groundwork in that we're like, we're going to make sure we take care of this alliance and that nobody in this alliance goes home. 
Yeah. And I mean, I definitely hear you. We've all, you know, inside the, you know, different alliances that we've been in, we've always tried to get people outside of it. So we would have insight into what the other side of the house was thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I'm looking too deep into this, but I feel like with the cookout, they actually wanted people to identify their outside duos as their strong alliance. So that, yeah. the, uh, so the illusion was Tiffany's not working with this big alliance. Her number one is Claire. Right. Kylan's not working with this big alliance. He's laying in bed with Sarah Beth all the time. That's the yeah. power duo. That's yeah. the Xavier and uh, Alyssa. They're the power duo. They were yeah. like literally going out there wanting you to see them right. always with their duo, even though right. when you have a real duo like you and I, right. that's the last thing we want. So they were almost pretending like they were bad players. Yeah. By having, so like it, brilliant. If know, that's what they, you know, maybe I'm giving a little too much credit, but that's the, what I took from it. And that's brilliant. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the, it's the play, especially when you have a number like six, which it's not too big, but it's definitely it's not small. No, it's perfect. It's, it's yeah. a good number, but you want to make sure that you can always protect the people within it. And the best way to do it is to have somebody that you are willing to sit next to. Always. Yeah. You're like, and, and, and once always. you have the numbers, they're always going home. No, it was, it was, you know, it was a great move, but it's executed incredibly. That's yeah, the it, biggest thing. That's why they're, execution. that's why they're on the pace to be the, final six right yeah I mean, clearly doing something right yep. all right next question um this is probably my favorite question that we always ask them because it gives you insight into who's playing the best game in the house be- and again, especially when we hear answers from jury members mm-hmm. because these are the people that are ultimately going to who are going to decide who wins this game so this question is really important to kind of read between the lines on because even though cbs doesn't want you to do this mm-hmm. you can might get some insight as to who they would vote for depending yeah. on the situation so the question Who's in the best position in the house and who would you like to see evicted next? So let's see what she had to say. (laughs) I think that Xavier is in the best position in the house right now. I suspect that he's in the secret alliance. And I also think he has really strong connections with everybody else. So I would be pretty surprised if he doesn't manage to make it to a final two chair. Um, As far as who I would like to see out next, you know, there's really nobody that comes to mind that I'd be like, oh, they can't win this game. I hate them so much. I don't really feel that towards anybody. So um, I don't think I'm going to be particularly happy to see anybody come and join me in the jury house. If anything, I would just be extra disappointed if it did end up being Kylan, because obviously I'm still rooting for him to win the game. There's a couple things I take away from here, and this is where this is what I'm talking about. Okay. So what I read from this is if Xavier's sitting in the final two, yep. next to anyone except Kylan, she's voting voting for Xavier. Yep. If Kylan's in the final two, next to anyone, next to anyone, anyone she's yeah. voting for him because yeah. she just said, I want to see Kylan. I want to see him win this game. Right. She didn't take our bait on the who would you like to see evicted next and the reason why we asked that question is because i'm trying to see who she wouldn't vote for yeah right right but she didn't take the bait some of them do um and they've all been very politically correct about their answers we've talked about this in the main episode yeah but what were your takeaways that's that's what i read from it so there was one thing that i don't love and that is that xavier's name keeps coming up to everybody that's coming out of the house and Yes, great if he gets to the end because that's a lot of people that are being like, wow, look at the position he's in the house. Those are votes going his way. I don't love it for this reason. We want Xavier to win. We picked him from the start. Yeah. And what I am not liking is how his name is starting to come up inside of the cookout because they need to start planning on 
what's the pecking order? Who are we going after? Um, and so I don't want them, you know, selfishly, because I want to be right about him being the winner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, pinpointing that and being like, this guy's got to go or else no one is going to beat him. And if you get enough people on board with that, it was ultimately like Frankie was one of the best competitors that ever have played the game of Big Brother. Scary good. It took one week to and be we, like, we need. We there's no way we can let him go. We can. There's nope. no way we can let him go any further. And that will happen with Xavier if he's up there and it's right. like four or five people left. They're going to say we might not get another chance at this. I completely right. agree with you. But for you Tiffany fans out there, this is great news. Mm-hmm. Because Tiffany and every other cookout member, for the most part, not every cookout member, they're all very self-aware. So everything that Sarah Beth is saying, and she's outside the alliance, is going to hold true to what uh, you know, what the people inside the cookout alliance feel as well. So yeah. they know that Xavier's playing the, get, uh, the best game. And this holds well for Tiffany because Tiffany's going to have that shield in front of her where oh, yeah. if it's Tiffany and Xavier on the block... Xavier's probably going home because they view inside the house right now, they view Xavier as the more dominant player. So if Tiffany's able to kind of get past that and get to the end, if she's able to lay out her game at mm-hmm. the end with a couple HOH wins under her belt, yep. she's going to take it home. So if you're a fan of Tiffany and you're rooting for Tiffany to win this game, hearing this is a very good thing for her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's definitely starting to go more her way because you even hear Xavier saying, I don't know, I could see myself going with Tiffany and Hannah or maybe Derek F and and um Kylan. But I really think he's more leaning towards Tiffany. You have only really Kylan saying, I think Tiffany is my number one. Hannah probably feels like it's a toss up between Tiffany and Xavier. So think about how many people there's only Ozza probably has Hannah and Tiffany as her three that she would really have to go to the end with. That's literally one person within the cookout that is Probably not happy if Tiffany goes to the end or probably wants to target her. And that's Eric F. And so yeah. bodes well for Tiffany. Bodes yeah. really well yeah. for Tiffany. If you're Tiffany, you're loving these interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, final question. Uh, we threw a new one out there because we didn't get to get a Instagram post up to get a question from you guys, which I apologize for. Um, so the question was, you went from HOH to going home. Where do you think you went wrong and what do you think you could have done differently? Um, I do think there's a possibility that if I had, um, been a little more loyal to Tiffany and Claire and worked a little harder to see if I could keep Claire off the block last week during my HOH reign, maybe I wouldn't have been nominated this week. Um, but I still stand by my decision to backdoor Derek X. Um, and I do think that would have been a really tricky thing to manage while still, having loyalty with Claire and Tiffany. Um, But, you know, at this, at that point, I think I was kind of backed into a corner anyways, because I feel pretty confident that if most people in the house would have won instead of Kylan in week six, then me and Kylan would have been on the block. I feel even more confident that if most people in the house would have won other than me in week seven, that me and Kylan would have been on the block. So I don't think that me and Kylan being on the block together was a direct result of either of our HOH's reigns. I think that we were already targets in the house. I think she hit the nail on the head. Yeah, there's, you know, there's not much to say. And, and the moral of the story is she doesn't know this completely yet, but there was nothing she could have done. No. Checkmate was done weeks ago. Yeah. Checkmate was done as soon as the the cookout became the majority, majority for the vote. For the vote, yep. 
That was it. That was checkmate for all of these guys. The only way they could have changed the outcome is to win HOH. She did, but you can't win HOH every single week. So she won right. her week. She made right. a great move. She got Derek X out, right? Yeah. Big player. Definitely would have beaten her in the end. But unfortunately, she wasn't able to play this week. Yep. And that's big brother. You got to win the veto. You got to do something. She didn't. And therefore, she's out the door. So it's more than she even knows. Uh, but yeah, she she's definitely uh, in a situation where it's a no-win world for her yeah and and she, for the most part she's on to it she would have been going home no matter what and she feel, i don't think you could tell in that answer she felt it yeah i don't know if her getting closer with claire and tiffany would have made a difference because at the end of the day everyone outside the cookout was going home yeah exactly exactly and tiffany and claire was tiffany's girl or tiffany's person and so tiffany wasn't going to take care of sarah beth and claire while working with the cookout and all that and so because then she would just wear herself too thin and so you know I think Sarah Beth couldn't have done anything. She's a sweetheart. Um, but I think the cookout is just showing. And, and you see a lot of these answers. No one's – I feel like Sarah Beth is probably going to be the last one. And then the next person that goes home is going to finally realize, okay. And they'll probably be able to name everybody in the cookout. Um, but I think Sarah Beth, from some of her answers, I don't know if you felt the same way. I felt like she could kind of tell – who the alliance was, she kind of knew who it was. She wasn't really naming them, but I feel like she kind of knows, which is why I think she said, I would have wanted Tiffany, but I would have had to think about who to put her up against because Tiffany wouldn't have went home against Claire. Yeah. yeah so I she think, put, you know, she, I think she, she's kind of. She put it together. I was just watching the interview with Us Weekly before we came on. Sharon Tharp did it. Shout out to Sharon. Um, and she, Sarah Beth said exactly what you're saying right now. She said, listen, um, I got to listen to the goodbye messages in Aza's goodbye message. Aza said that although she would love to keep her, there was something bigger she was playing for that she couldn't mm -hmm. go against. Mm -hmm. And then she referred to a conversation she had with Kyland in the house where he said the exact same thing about wanting to see a person of color win the game. Mm -hmm. So she came right out and said, I think Xavier, Kyland, mm -hmm. Aza, possibly Tiffany are working together where their sole intention is to have the first, um, person of color win big brother and yeah. she said i'm completely behind it that's what i would like you know I'm, that's great if that happens she goes i'd probably have to see a little bit more to learn who the others are if there are more but it's mm -hmm. possible that um people like derek f and 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 uh hannah are in there as well so she definitely is on to it yeah. they're kind of saying it in their goodbye messages now that like they're playing for something bigger Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that is so really enlightening interview. If you haven't checked out that interview with Sharon, you can go check it out. It's on YouTube as well. Sharon does some great interviews, um, but she specifically came right out and said it. And I thought that was very enlightening. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it's getting to the point now where there's it's there's so few people in the house. You, you just all you got to do is take a look around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just look around and be like this. Oh, there's I know what the big alliance is because. Everybody's going home. It's it's at the point yeah. where we didn't really have one like that on our season where it was like, oh, the big alliance was taking care of everything. It was like the bomb squad kind of. Uh, then it went to the detonators and it wasn't like we weren't all super tight like that. Like in the detonators, it was you, me, Frankie, Zach and Christine. And we weren't really tight like that. Like the, the, the cookout has not wavered from each other mm. once. And no. so once everybody starts leaving the house and seeing who's in there, they're going to be like, okay. I see who's working together where even on our season, it wasn't too obvious. It wasn't right. too obvious on ours. Like what, who, who was the big group? 
you know, on 16. And so now this one is going to be, I think everybody's going to be, it's going to be a little more obvious within the next week. Um, and then I think, you know, it's going to be a battle between the cookout. It's going to be an absolute battle. And the yeah. whole jury will know before finale night because cookout members will go to jury mm-hmm. and fill them in. So it's right. going to be, it, it, you know, come jury, yeah. uh, come finale night, the jury is going to be completely uh, aware of what took place this season. Yeah. And uh, there'll be nothing. But Sarah Beth is the first one. She's going to go back to the jury. They're all just like we didn't talk about it too much in the recap episode, but Derek X and Brittany in the jury house segment are starting to put it together as well that they mm-hmm. all have. There's something going on there that they have duos, but they're mm-hmm. kind of working together because they're starting to put together the goodbye messages. Yeah. And I'm actually surprised, and I think we can probably end it on this, but I want to get your take. We haven't seen it happen yet, but usually you'll have one person who kind of divulges their whole game in the goodbye message. It's a strategy that's been implemented by some past winners. Josh did it. Um, who else did it? Did you? Did you really? I, I was constantly saying stuff in my so goodbye there messages. Was, there was, there's been new seasons where they've come out and said the truth in the jury, and then you'll have someone who's lying in the goodbye message. Yeah, and they pick up on that. So yeah. I haven't seen a cookout member do that yet. So that's how loyal they are. They yeah, haven't they, come right out and said it. Right. They they've been talking about like a bigger alliance and and stuff like that, but never have mentioned which. I don't necessarily know. Like, I wasn't doing that. I was always saying something similar. Like, hey, listen, I'm working with a bigger group of people, and this is just what had to happen at this point. Um, so to to their credit, they don't – no one person is really coming out and trying to take, like, the full credit for what's going on. Yes. Because, quite frankly, it would be a little disingenuous because it's a collective it's a effort. effort. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a joint it's a, effort. It's a, it's, a, it's a joint cause that they're all working yeah. towards, and, and that's it. But somebody asked me on Twitter or Instagram – I can't remember what it was – we're not seeing all the goodbye messages on the show. My mm. understanding is that in the jury house, you they get do. to see all your goodbye messages. So even the ones that don't make air, because someone was saying to me, I think the question was like, I never see Xavier's goodbye messages. Well, we love Xavier. We do. Mm-hmm. He's dry. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure his I'm sure his goodbye messages are like, hey, sad to see you go. You know, that's why it was so great when he came down out of the yeah. 24 hour yeah. confinement right. and had a little personality because he, yeah. he never does. But I'm sure his is very pragmatic, and that's probably why they're showing the more interesting ones on the show. But the jury members do see goodbye yes. messages from all house guests, and I'm I I think it's fair to say that if one of them divulged something really important, that would have been the one that played on the show, and so it right. didn't. So we're under the assumption there was nothing crazy in those. But other than that, yeah, Sarah Beth, eighth person evicted. We're getting we're getting to the good stuff now. We're getting yeah. to the good part of the game. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, nah, man. No, nah, we we kind of we hit the nail on uh, on a lot of different things. I'm just excited to see how this next week plays out into the double eviction. So let's go. Get your popcorn ready. Absolutely. Double eviction this week coming up. Double eviction the week after that as well. Big Wild. brother first. Two back-to-back weeks. Because listen, we all know the double eviction's coming when we're in there. But I can tell you right now, never after a double eviction did I say to myself, you know what? This next week's probably gonna be a double eviction as well. Yeah. Never. Never. So they're they we are were not always be- planning for the double, always, and getting the one out being like, oh, we can finally relax into another one is going to be oh. madness. And yeah, that's gonna be, be just crazy. cookout members. Yeah. That's gonna be just cookout members because yeah. the first person going home presumably will be Alyssa whoever, or Claire who's ever left. It's going to be just cookout members and they're going to have to scramble. And again, it's going to be fascinating to see. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be some good big brother because there's a really, there's a couple really good strategists in there. Mm -hmm. And now we get to see 
how good the, the groundwork were, was that they laid. So right. we appreciate you guys joining us here on the Winner's Circle. We will see you next week.